I'm Tyler, good milk, Peggy, egg bat, and crack at dinnering. I'm Connery, the all blue chunks. Hanson. And this is the franchise. And I hope you're ready for the ultimate power outage. Because today we're talking about Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That's right. Not Naked Gun like I said we were. Uh, we're covering Shark Boy and Lava Girl instead first. Because a brand new Robert Rodriguez movie just came out called mm-hmm. We Can Be Heroes. Which I guess is a loose sequel to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I would and... say it's a canonical sequel. Shark Boy and Lava Girl are adults in it. And they have a baby. <laughs> Yeah, so more of a direct sequel. This is definitely not a reason for me to finally get around to watching a movie that I skipped 15 years ago um, because it looked so good and so fun. But uh, today, back with us after our uh, Twilight Eclipse episode. Wait, was it? No, it was New Moon, wasn't it? New Moon, yeah, New Moon. No! (laughs) Back with us after our Twilight New Moon episode, Epiphany Holbert. Hi! Hello! Hi! I never. I have to ask you guys later about how how you felt about the ending to that. To Twilight. Yes. Oh right. We can talk about it right now. Absolutely. <laughs> how do you feel? Um, I I like the big dream sequence thing that apparently is not in the books. I think, mm-hmm. but Connery, you were more mixed about it. I I enjoyed the big fight too. I think we were both on the same page. We we liked the fight. I think. It's just a hard way to end the movie without a fight. I feel like yeah. they had to. We mentioned a lot about how the vampires all got back to Italy if they took an airplane or if they just ran back. <laughs> I think that was one of our key yeah. points of conversation. Hey, maybe they took the train of thought back to Italy. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh good transition. <laughs> or crossed the ocean via the stream of consciousness. Y'all ever thought I could connect Twilight and Well, I guess they're I guess they both have Taylor Lautner. Yeah, in I was it. gonna say they have uh-huh. one resounding similarity. And that's why just, Epiphany is here, our local Taylor Lautner expert. Oh, God. <laughs> Pretty much. That's my title. <laughs> we'll have her back for Ridiculous Six. And... <laughs> oh, dude, watching this movie, just like, he, he like so predicted his future in comedic acting. I forgot yeah. that he is the comedic relief in this whole movie. How did I erase that from my mind? He's the funny <laughs> one. He's like the brunt of every joke. He's the funny one. He's the razzle dazzle man. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the spunky one. He's, He's the yes, deadpan he has a lot one. Of shoes to fill. The <laughs> attitude one. Yeah, I mean, all Lava Girl has is being self-conscious, and then Max is just having an emotional crisis the entire time. Taylor was like, "I'll punch you again." Yeah, I'll knock you out cold. Now I'll make a dream. The number of times he threatens physical violence is great. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it's almost like he should be the physical man- manifestation of the bully, and not minus. <laughs> minus, minus, minus. Oh man. Who has a giant L Minus, on his shirt truly. for his name, so we know he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, right. He does wear a big L on his shirt. And then it's a minus when he's in, uh, I don't know, Space Jam land. Planet Drool, oh, Tyler. Yeah. Planet Drool. There's something so funny about watching these again when you're older, because like when I was a kid, I was younger than them. So I was like, oh, look how scary these fourth graders are. And now I watch it now, and I'm like, these are the least intimidating bullies I've ever seen. It's like a gang of four children with, like, no sleeves on, their skinny little arms out. Like, there's nothing threatening about any of them as an adult. I like whenever they see um, 
Max, they just have like wet wads of paper towels and they just like throw them at him. <laughs> yeah. like, even when like, he's running into school, they like, hey, look, it's Max. They just have him and they start pelting him. <laughs> he goes from school. his house, which is across the street of the of the school, and they're just immediately throwing things at him once he gets on like school ground. Even the really teacher crazy. in class is like, hey, I don't want to pick those up. And it's like, they're physically bullying him right now. <laughs> Someone's going to pick those up. I was like, God damn. George Lopez could give a fuck. He's like, it's out of my hands. Yeah. Um, I, I guess before we get too, any, too, uh, too much farther into the great deep, dense lore of Shark Boy and Lava Girl uh, in 3D. No, I'm sorry. The adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D, which uh, unfortunately I didn't get to see in 3D. I wish I did. But before we get to that, we're going to do our usual segment of what's new? It is. I'm gotta, saying it like that because there will be a musical cue like that at some point, maybe. Oh, oh I was going to say, oh, did you ask Nick? Good. <laughs> no, I didn't ask him yet, so maybe that'll just be me saying that and then awkward silence. <laughs> we'll tell him. But what's new with you, Epiphany? Have you been uh, reading or watching or listening oh. to anything? Oh, I forgot about this Making segment. Anything? I'm watching. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I should have given you a heads up. Time. Last time I was like, watch movies not from America. Uh, this time, I'm watching on Netflix, there's a new show called Sweet Home. It's based Ooh. off of a Korean webtoon, which is like a comic book, basically. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's like monsters, and it's this crazy ensemble cast of like all these people that live in like this kind of horrible, like old apartment building. And every single one of them has like a secret or a mystery or a trauma or like something hidden about their character. And each episode, you learn a little bit more about all of them. Meanwhile, all these people in the world are turning into monsters based on like what their greed or desire was in life. And it's super stylized. All the CG is like very comic booky, and the fight Ooh. scenes are like crazy action. It's like super like culty kind of and I love it. Me and my roommate are three episodes from the end and it's like such an insane show. If you like that kind of like gory monster over the top but also kind of comedic dark humor thing. So you just sold me the show because I, I watched the yeah. trailer and I was like, I saw, I think the trailer Watch has it. like a woman with like an empty baby carriage. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, this is interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I might love that stuff. There's a Chinese movie called Animal World, which is kind of similar mm. to that, where it's like mm. very clearly inspired by Deadpool and like super over the top, like graphic movies. And mm. this has that same feeling. It's very like, if you've seen any other like Bong Joon-ho or like other Korean filmmakers, that sort of dark humor next to like deep societal questioning <laughs> like and just cut between those two things with no warning it's got like that style to it plus all of the stylization of like a tim burton movie all right sick i'm gonna check that out for sure yeah it's i think wild. you've completely sold me on that show yeah <laughs> i haven't found like a good show that i've really been down for in a while and we're totally in that one once you get past how over the top it is it's you, you love it they really shot it like if you've seen a Tokyo Ghoul movie where it's just super uh, they made it as close to the an anime as possible, like blood like gushes out and it's clearly like just red liquid, but super yeah. like over the top sound effects and like people crashing through walls. It's super like comic book stylized in like all the fights and action. Then like, you know, you get that like Avengers guitar riff before every fight scene. It's so down my lane. Yeah. They use it's an Imagine Dragon song, and they use it as like his power up song. <laughs> radioactive. It's genuinely. I was to say is it radioactive? Whatever the Imagine Dragon song that they use for League of Legends is, it's that song. 
Oh no. That's another like really niche thing way to like describe that song. Are there any sweet home unlockable characters in League of Legends? That's the question. Ooh. I don't understand League of Legends, but I'm so fascinated by everything around it. Me and my roommate have watched like every documentary they've ever made about it. We watch the opening ceremony like every year. We don't understand the game. We just find it so fascinating that it's such a thing and like all the work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. The only experience I really have with e-games is one time uh, past and future guest Cameron Takeda couldn't go to BlizzCon one day. He had tickets for like two days or whatever. So he gave me the ticket and I went with my dad and they were playing StarCraft 2, I think at the time mm. on this giant screen. And I'm just there with my dad who's like, doesn't play video games at all. He's like a construction <laughs> worker. And he's just like, I'm just like trying to process what he's thinking as I'm watching all these people just playing video games because he just like watches football and basketball and stuff. I'm just like, I'm your son. <laughs> I'm really cool and not nerdy at all. This is great. Well, when you see like how into it people are and just like how yeah. much of a culture is around it, you can't help but just wonder like how have I like missed this giant thing that so many people love? Yeah, I mean, I guess sports is basically the same thing, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah, pretty much. My dad's downstairs watching his last football game so he can see if he won his fantasy league. Ooh. Which to me, is I'm like yawn, boring. And then I try to tell him about, like, um, we learned about League of Legends today, Dad. <laughs> it's the same thing. It is. A, I swear to God, sports is just like K-pop for men. Like, it's the same thing. <laughs> you have your team and your favorite member and you wear their name mm. on your back and you buy cups yes. with, like, their face on it. It's just like a boy band for, like, middle-aged men. That makes so sense. you're saying... Uh... Both K-pop and and sports are like the Phantom Menace for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I want to own a bunch of cups with Watto and Jar Jar Binks' heads on them. Yeah, Phantom yeah. Menace since sits nicely between K-pop, <laughs> sports, and then there's the Phantom Menace right in the middle, cross-legged, looking up at them. Oh, yeah. We're all in cults of our own choosing. Oh, yeah. Culture cults. And today, we're in the culture cult of the Adventures of Shark Boy oh, and right. on 3D. <laughs> oh, no, right. But, Connery, what's new with you? And by oh. what's new with you, I mean, what's new? Damn. We're going to do a stinger for every single one of like, the what's new. <laughs> yeah. That, that's good. I like that. That'll be just enough to get annoying every time. Um. Well, I watched Soul recently. Oh. I thought it was okay. I didn't, like, love it. I watched it with uh, Grayson and Jose and my mom, and Jose seemed to like it, and Grayson liked it too. And I was kind of saying, they're like, this is okay. All right. Maybe my emotions are broken, but it was okay. <laughs> I've heard it's good. I've heard good things. It just looks sad. As soon as they said, yeah. like, an adult Pixar animation, I was like, it's going to make me cry. You know what? It won't. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to wager as... that it won't. That's it's shocking not as sad as you to think. me. Yeah, it's not nearly as sad as you think, and it's a lot more... Um, whimsical i i'd say than what oh. you think it is oh <laughs> yeah. that's good to hear yeah yeah there's no like ever a serious conversation about like you are dead this is the end and this is your life it's it's very much just like this is an adventure you're going to have and everybody's going to be okay in the end oh that's nice to know yeah i was getting ready to cry yeah well you might you might maybe if, if you if you're a crier then you'll probably cry maybe one I, I you know I don't I don't honestly know I I don't I can't pick out a good cry moment in this movie maybe one in like the crisis crisis of the soul moment but that's it yeah I saw it too uh, 
If you like this movie, if you like like Inside Out, you'll definitely like this movie. But mm-hmm. I think like a lot of recent Pixar movies for me, there's just like so much exposition and world building. So much of this movie, I think, is really beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. Um, all the jazz sequences are so good. Like I just wanted to watch a whole movie of that. And, like I know, like it's like, oh, I'm upset that it's not the movie that I thought it was. Like that shouldn't be the only reason. I mean, it's not the only reason why I wasn't like so huge on it, but. Like, all that stuff's really beautiful animation, and then it cuts to, like, without spoiling too much, like, half of it takes place in, like, the soul world, and everyone's kind of, like, bleeps and bloops. <laughs> bleeps and bloops. <laughs> and... They're like Picasso cutouts, kind of, which I yeah. it's kind of interesting, but... So, I like parts of this movie a lot, and it definitely has, like, its moments, but, um... Yeah, I was, like, kind of, like, as everyone's, like, soul is so good, I'm just, like, is there something wrong with me? I saw you also didn't like Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's what we watched on Christmas. What'd you think? I, she's my favorite superhero. She's been my favorite superhero for my whole life. I love the first movie. I will like fight for that movie to the end. This one had some problems. It felt more Uh, like a DC movie is what I'll say. Where it felt like they had to check off all these boxes and the plot bended in any way they needed it to, to make those boxes happen. Like, oh, we need a car chase. We need a big epic ending. Like, I wish they had stayed a bit more focused on her, kind of like the first one, or just had like more of a solid storyline. Because I felt like one of my biggest pet peeves is when you break the rules of the world you've set. Like you say this can this device can only do this and this is the only like way you can beat it or whatever. But then when you change mm. those rules halfway through to suit the plot, that always feels like a sign of weaker writing to me. So I had problems mm. with some of those things. I still love her. I still think they're great like fight moments. Patty Jenkins is still a badass, all that, but meh. It was okay. It, there were fun parts of it. But overall I was like, oh this is why you're losing to Marvel. <laughs> this is what we're losing to Marvel. How was Kristen Wiig as Cheetah? I thought she was good. I just felt like they didn't write her character enough. I would stuff agree. Yeah, I think they gave her like a pretty basic character, and she fills it in, you know, the way only Kristen Wiig could. Of course. Yeah, I was like, I really like the idea of this of her being in a superhero movie. Like that's, mm. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, my family actually played a joke on me because they knew how much I wanted to watch it. <laughs> I because I had to drive back from my grandparents' house. They pretended like they started the movie without me which all of them knew would not fly at all, like, with me. And so they recorded me coming home with them five minutes or ten minutes into the movie, and all of them telling me, we'll catch you up. And it's just me screaming at them for, like, two minutes. <laughs> so all Crazy my family... showed me that video. I was like, that's oh, pretty no. good. Oh, <laughs> no. They, they knew. That's why I was so, like, loud, because, like, every single one of them knows that that is exactly how I would react if they started that movie without me. And then we watched yeah. it. It wasn't that great. Good, we'll good. link that video in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and as we, as you all know, every time we say that, it won't be there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, we'll, we'll link Grayson's beautiful artwork in the we show did. notes. And then I never did that. Uh, but I'll do it now. And then when you listen to this episode, it'll be there. A nice little New Year's resolution. Go back and listen to our Christmas Prince episode. <laughs> I really like the first Wonder Woman movie, and yeah, yeah, it's I, oh, I agree I with everything it. you just said. It's so me. good. It's such a, it's the best female led like superhero movie for sure. When she stepped out in no man's land, like ugh, I almost I started crying, and it's not even a sad part. Yeah. I was just full of empowerment. Mm, yeah, I felt I felt that I got the chills, and I was like, "This is this is great," and just going like, "Ting ting." It's one of the few moments where I'm like, I would even say the same empowerment that I got when Lava Girl realizes her purpose in the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. That's our transition. Mine can go away. <laughs> oh man, we keep trying to. I don't have anything to recommend. Let's just get into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I watched uh, I watched Robert Zemeckis's Allied. It was better than I expected. I was like, yeah, hey, it's pretty good. I wish there was more movies like this. Yeah. Uh, other instead of I don't know. Welcome to Marwin. But let's get on to the movie. <laughs> uh, what is what is Lava Girl's purpose? I kind of like. <laughs> There was like thematic stuff going on near the end. And I'm just like, uh, uh, maybe I was just very distracted by things such as Mr. Electric and <laughs> I don't know, literally everything in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? this is a kids like a kids kids movie. My memory of mm-hmm. after we saw this in theaters this was my mom walking out being like, that was a kids movie. And it really is. <laughs> but that's why I think it's like so iconic to so many people like my age, which is it was a hundred percent made fully for us. I never thought twice mm. about how good the CGI was or if the writing made <laughs> sense or any of that. I just liked Shark Boy's song. I liked the land of milk and cookies. I liked roller coaster. <laughs> like it was just all those things that kids love in one movie. Yeah. And that's the theme of the movie. It's just a kid made this up. It's a kid's dream hundred percent. I believe that's like the origin of the movie is the director's son like drew parts of it or whatever and he based a lot of the plot points off of things like his child made yeah um racer rodriguez i guess who i think was like six at the time or something like that he was 11 i think when this movie came out but uh so yeah it's definitely from a kid's mind and his dreams i think the intro says and he also plays the youngest shark boy so if you're wondering why shark boy looks nothing like taylor lautner in the beginning (laughs) it's because it's robert two both of robert rodriguez's sons i guess oh fun i like the part where when he's that little baby child and he flashes his bottom teeth and they're all serrated and horrifying. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I really like the beginning of this movie and uh, Lily came by like 20 minutes in and she was just like so perplexed by what the whole world looked like. But she's like, wouldn't stop watching. She was like glued to it because it's like, what is this? I mean, it's engaging. It's, if it's anything, it's entertaining. I can't imagine watching this only as an adult though. Like, I don't know how, like, I have the memories of, like, childhood wonder. I don't know how you watched it for the first time (laughs) as an adult. I know. Well, for me, I grew up watching the Spy Kids with my my cousins. And I think this was just slightly after. Because I I definitely watched Spy Kids 1 and 2. But I don't know if I even watched the third one. And then there was, like, a fourth one, like, in, like, 2010 or something. Oh, Spy Kids 2D is the best. The video game one? It is. That's where they go into the video game world. Oh, you guys got to do that episode. (laughs) This is definitely in the mid that We will. When all all the movies were, like, 3D movies. And you can Mm -hmm. tell it was, like, not real D. It's, like, 3D, 3D. When his punches get all close to the camera and the brains (laughs) fly and stuff. There's a lot of that in this movie. It made oh, me yeah. so upset. I'm like, I, but as soon as that part, I was like, oh yeah, this movie's made for 3D. I forgot. I need to like get some 3D glasses just to rewatch it properly. Mm-hmm. I know. I need to buy a 3D TV from <laughs> Sears from four years ago. Oh yeah, right. We have that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've used it one time to watch an aquarium video. You mean Avatar? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's one of the reasons like, they push those in the beginning. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the second one's basically an aquarium video, whenever that comes out. One day. Water. It's like but, three uh, years late. Yeah, like, I don't know, like 10 years late. I don't know. <laughs> it's been delayed for a very long time. Um, Spy Kids 3D came out in 2003. So at that point, I was like, had just seen Attack the Clones. So I was obviously way too cool to yes. uh, be into Spy Kids mm. 3 at that point. Mm. Big mistake. <laughs> Yeah, huge. So I'm like, uh, move over, Spy Kids. It's all about Dexter Jetster and his diner. It's all about cutting off J- Bo- Django Fett's head. Oh, God. It's all about um, Ellen Sleazebagano selling his death sticks. 
When I was a kid, I always thought that um, Lava Girl was played by the same girl that played uh, Carmen. I just they didn't look similar she to me isn't? when I was a kid. No, she's very much not. I just thought they looked similar oh. when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I thought it was the same that. person. <laughs> right? They That's had similar vibes. Yeah. I mean, there's definite Spy Kid vibes, even with just like Sharkboy and Lava Girl being similar, like Judy mm. and Carmen. Yes. <laughs> oh, what I was gonna say about the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so like Lily came in like 20 minutes late into the movie just just walking by and like was like just staring at the screen so i am like okay i gotta i gotta show you the beginning of this movie because <laughs> <laughs> i really like it <laughs> and, i mean i i don't think we should go plot through plot through. i mean maybe we should i don't know what do you think connery because i'm a little down just because i like yeah. i do like the beginning a lot too and it's super comic booky and fun and it's probably the part i enjoyed the most out of the entire movie was like shark boy's the origin beginning? story yeah, it takes like the first like part? three minutes. Yes, it's his origin story is cool, and then Lava Girl gets nothing, and that's why she's having a crisis because he didn't think of her backstory. Oh, you're right. He doomed her up and never gave her a backstory. Yeah, like most men do with female characters. <gasps> oh. Whoa, snaps are all Shazam. around. Looking at you, looking at you, Tenet. Oh, Look at you, Tenet. Got him. I haven't seen that yet. Don't spoil it. Oh, I'm sorry. Christopher Nolan has never had a female in any of his movies, so it's fine. <laughs> Tiffany, we couldn't spoil Tenet for you if we tried. It's yeah, that is no way. Um, but yeah, I just really like that he's literally raised by sharks because he was he fed them sushi. Like I, this is all the stuff I like a lot. In every in like I'm, if this was in any movie, I'd be like, all right, I like this. To this day, I'm still a little confused on what his powers are. Because like um, he just that... like mutated like Gollum, I guess. Yeah, but they said see... okay. So Max takes him to his home and he puts him like in the shower that he makes like a fish tank. But then also <laughs> there's the a scene water. where he's in a submarine <laughs> in the ocean. So I'm like, can you yeah. like live in water or can't you? There's it gets some fallacies. To like he can at one point breathe underwater, but then during the point where he can't really breathe underwater, water and Lava Girl has to save him for like the crisis moment for her mm-hmm. gets retcon they can hold his breath but not for long okay. and especially because he grew he grew gills but i guess they forgot that he grew gills <laughs> <laughs> i mean a 10 year old made this story so well don't like dolphins and whales like need to come up for air every now and then so maybe it's like that he but has they a blow have blow hole somewhere. <laughs> Taylor Lautner just has like a, he when he gets mad, he just gills. like. He has gills he on sh- the side of his body. <laughs> when okay, he's mad, he just shoots steam also out of his like, head. He also has like a special little outfit. Because I always thought that the claws yeah. were part of him. But then he takes off the glove to give it to Max when they get the crystal heart thing. So I was like, oh, the, mm-hmm. so it is a costume. Uh, so the gills yeah. are just on his costume because they look cool. But why are they on his flesh then as a child? I don't know. I don't know if the director knows. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I see in my notes I wrote in all caps. I like that the sharks talk and are nice. <laughs> yeah, that shark boy. Don't munch on him. He's a friend. Always move forward. <laughs> or you will die. <laughs> Pepe, you want to mm. give a hand uh, trying to explain the world of Shark Boy and Love Girl? For those who haven't seen this movie, <laughs> but are listening to this episode... They go to Planet Drool, and Planet Drool is created by Max's dreams because if you dream mm-hmm. hard enough, it just might come true. So the whole planet are dreams that he wrote down in his dream journal, but he f- loses his journal and he can't remember his dreams, and that's like a big problem. This whole movie, they like really need yeah. him to remember some stuff, mostly like who Lava Girl is, because once again, she got a backstory of female characters, <laughs> and so Planet Drool is just an amazing 
compilation of what a 10 year old would dream about. Yes. Kind of the best way I can describe it. But also he dreamed villains for himself, I guess, as well. Yeah. And everyone is voiced by George Lopez, who is his teacher. George Lopez voices every other character. <laughs> yes, he does. I marked Max down as an Omega level mutant threat because he can literally <laughs> conjure worlds with a thought and people. There are other children that live on that world. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, he's a okay, god. But- he has to be stopped. With the Ice Princess, though, she dreamed, like, I don't know if she was, it was her own thing, and, like, their worlds just met because they knew each other, Because but she said, like, she dreamed of her necklace in her dream, so maybe all children can make their own dream worlds, and it's just, like, the ones that believe the most that make it real. Interesting. If we're going into, like, deep lore. (laughs) That's all we do here. Only sons of greatly accomplished filmmakers can dream as hard as... Yeah, because you were saying earlier, they have that new show that their child is in. So I guess that would tell you a lot about the world building since their kid is in the world. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That that was very, I'm just like, okay, I I have such a thing for like sequels that came out 15 years after the original movie, Mm. something like that. That's true. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, Most of them end up being very bad, but I find it interesting when they end up being good. I'm like, oh, despite itself, it was pretty good. Like Bill and Ted 3. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Or I mean, most definitely. Yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead on my opinion on this, but I guess let's jump back into... Yeah. It's basically that, but Max is also bullied by everyone, especially this kid Linus. Uh, I don't know, because they just hate his guts for some reason, because he dreams, because he yeah. has dreams. He hates him because Linus's dreams are crushed by someone, and that's why he hates Max, who so freely dreams. Yeah. But as he learns, if you crush others' dreams, you crush your own dreams in the process. Exactly. So hey, some lessons. <laughs> lessons. There's a lot of lore here. Yeah. yeah. And that's why he becomes Mr. Positive in the end. Rejecting the name Minus. <laughs> yes. Which all that's, changes like, his name to Lossative. <laughs> yeah. It's not a pun anymore. It's that's not funny. It's a mean thing for like a, a teacher to make up like a mean nickname for his fourth grade student. You're a loser, <laughs> Minus. It's like, God. I mean, I think George Lopez is very fed up with his, his students. He just he just wants to teach. He, and they just keep on too? coming up with, like, reasons not to. Really this is, like, obviously a science class. And, and these kids keep talking about their dream journals. And he's like, you can do that in English. This is a science class. He I'm really, a science teacher. He made the kids vote, like, do you think Max is lying? And they were all like, yeah, lying. And I was like, what teacher... Crushes their student. <laughs> he goes back and forth between be- being like kind of villain and kind of not, which I thought was interesting because he plays like yeah. Mr. Electric, right? But then he also mm. plays the voice of like the robot friend that helps them. So is that like a oh, message yeah. on like how teachers can like positively or negatively influence their students' lives or just? Ooh. But then he was also the voice of the Ice King too. So I think Max is really like huh. this teacher's in his subconscious. <laughs> He's really dug in there. Or they're just like, we have George Lopez. Let's use him for every last penny. Mm-hmm. He's great. He makes electricity puns. A lot. And well. George he's... Lopez, the true Gemini man. <laughs> true Gemini man. A lot of the, the comedy of this movie is pun-based, which I appreciate now mm-hmm. as an adult. I never even thought about in his lullaby. He goes like, or all like, you little bleep. <laughs> and was that like meant to yeah. be like where the cuss word would go? Like childhood me never <laughs> thought about that. I was like, it rhymes. I thought it was a little plebe, like he was calling him a plebe or a pleb or something. <laughs> you commoner. Yeah, like you commoner. I'm the king of the ocean. 
That song was such a thing when I was a kid in like middle school or elementary, whenever it was. We would sing that all the time. I had that mm. full thing memorized. Like, here's a glass of water. And like, you throw your cup. My, that was huge, huge to the kids my age. <laughs> That's great, and I'm bummed that I missed out on that. Mm. I think if I saw this in theaters, I would probably bring this up, like, all the time. You just sing the dream song. They really just wanted yeah. to use the fact that Taylor Lautner knew mixed martial arts and show off some breakdancing. Yeah, and his, like, stick twirling, too, and he's fighting the ele- the cord hounds. <laughs> yeah, that scene is, like, looks actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks yeah. good. Like, he was like an awarded mixed martial arts child. Damn. I don't know why I know that and when I acquired that knowledge, but I have it. I can see in my mind Twilight. videos of him doing mixed martial arts as a child. Somewhere between Twilight and this, I learned that. I wish he yeah. kept that up. That would have been probably made for a good Twilight fight scene. Mm, well, actually, after he made Twilight, he did that, whatever, the parkour adventure movie thing. Oh, action that movie. like kind and of. I think that, that used kind some of, board of his. Movie backflippy things and on his snl hosting mm. episode he did like his backflip kick thing and tried to kick kanye <laughs> oh. like a, it was like a mannequin of kanye west because he was dating Taylor Swift at the time and he's like oh, i would have protected right. you because you got interrupted ah oh, pop culture i remember that you say that and i have a very clear memory of that in my mind now <laughs> right mm. i have a great memory of this place said gandalf <laughs> I remember when Disney bought like Sharkboy and Lava Girl too, and they started playing it on Disney Channel, and it was like a big deal because everyone went back and rewatched it. <laughs> Probably That's another answer answer part of the equation because I never watched Disney Channel either. I was just always watching Cartoon Network. Ah, oh. uh, you missed out, Tyler. You really need to expand your childhood like yeah. portfolio. I need you to really go back and <laughs> fix some things. <laughs> fix some. Th- My roommate yeah. also like didn't grow up on anything Disney. And I just, I don't know how to talk to her about our lives beforehand. Every reference I make, she just doesn't understand because she wasn't watching High School Musical and Hannah Montana as a child. Uh, she was too busy watching iCarly. Yeah. She was a, who's only a Nickelodeon child? You're a mix of both. Yeah. Cast and future guest Lily Young is slowly getting me through DCOMs. <laughs> DCOMs. That's oh, what they're gosh. called. DCOMs. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think I need to catch up because the only thing I've seen recently is Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Oh yeah, they had such good original movies back in the day. <laughs> That's the one with one of the ants from Sabrina, right? I think so. Yeah, and one of the Carradines plays like the cop who's going after the vampire, and then there's a rockabilly concert, and that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> there you go. This this movie definitely had that like brand of like Disney kid nonsense to it. <laughs> yeah, like it the jokes looks like a decom at some points too. <laughs> There's a point where they land their shark rocket ship and it just lands into this disgusting CGI goop that really <laughs> oh, made yeah. me feel ill for a second. <laughs> All the comedy too, like when Lava Girl kisses Shark Boy and he just goes, ouch. That's such a Disney yep. channel, like just the yeah. use of com- the brain farts, like all of it is mm. such like Disney kid humor. Connery, when the shark rocket lands, which I like the design of the shark rockets, by the way, and mm. I like the design of the seats in the shark rockets. <laughs> <laughs> and then Max asks for boy glasses, and it's like, come on, man! <laughs> yeah, like, Don't you have any? Well, the first, thing, first, like I think Shark Boy says, we have blue glasses for boys and pink glasses for girls, and then he hands Max a pink one. He's like, don't you have any more boy glasses? And he goes, no, stuff it, wear it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, early two thousands child sexism. Yeah, <laughs> those are the glasses they gave you in the theaters, though. Or they weren't that cool, but they had like the Lava Girl glasses and the Shark Boy glasses. Mm-hmm. They like came okay, with. Yeah. DVD yeah. too. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, because I feel like I remember those Shark Boy glasses. I'm like, did I just like manifest this in my memory? I'm like, no, I remember seeing like a physical copy. No, of this yeah, it came with the 3D DVD. Ooh. You got like four pairs of glasses. Maybe I can buy some on the eBay. Oh, it's got to be you probably somewhere. could. Connie, that scene that you just described of the <laughs> shark rocket landing mm-hmm. and just all the goop going everywhere on the yep. screen. That was <laughs> that's another point where Lily was just walking by and just went, ew. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so gross. I was like. Ugh, I don't like anything about this. <laughs> There's a lot of goop. Just a lot of, of, it was like, was this goop. boogers? Like, if we're in a 10-year-old's mind, it's just like the field of oozy booger? Like, what is this? Slimer land? I don't know. Booger town. Booger town. You know, the, the brain hits the screen later on, too, I think, and, like, slides oh, off yeah, of, I guess good. what would be the yeah. camera? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't usually like that stuff, but I just like how when a bunch of brains hit the camera, though, in this, I'm like, okay, like, this is the movie to do all of this stuff. Yeah, this movie definitely, like, suspends your, like, reality 100%. You get past, like, the CGI is so obviously, like, 2000s were not ready for, like, what this movie needed. Yeah. In the credits, mm-hmm. too, they list, like, 12 different, like, post-production houses that, like, worked on this. <laughs> but... I mean, the amount of work this must have been. You can see the green screen reflection in all of their shadows this entire movie. So yeah. you just know their they're lighting just like, is wild. They're too. just trying. They're like, we'll just shoot it and see what happens. They just went to like a green cube and made this movie. It, it disturbs Literally. me a little bit. Which brings me to this uh, IMDb trivia. Ooh. The movie was shot and completed so quickly that by the time Robert Rodriguez was ready to ship it, the advertisements weren't finished. Oh my Whoa! god, like, that's insane. No way they finished the ads before the movie's even done. Definitely feels like they shot this movie for like a week and a half and it's just all in a big green screen thing and they're like, yeah, we don't need to really light it to match anything. It's just like, he also has like 14 credits. He's like director, editor, DP, a camera operator, wow, co-writer, oh wow, producer, oh score, score I think also, and like other stuff. So many hats. If you don't know about like Robert Rodriguez's career, like he started off doing like super low budget, like he funded his own movies and stuff like that. So he would like shoot everything himself and like do everything except act basically, like with mm-hmm. El Mariachi. Um, and he just has like kind of continued to do that for the most point, even though he did Alita Battle Angel last year. Oh, and oh wow! I like what that a, one. What a, what a leap! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like a leap, a leap in a good direction. Last year, and then the new one, the sequel to Sarkboy and Lava Girl, came out like end of December, and mm-hmm. just like it's interesting seeing the difference between those two movies. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because this movie has such a like homemade feel to it, but like clearly yeah. was expensive because mm, kind of of, it's entirely in CGI, which is expensive <laughs> now, and I'm sure was just as expensive back then. But yeah, yeah, it's such an odd mix of like almost being an indie but not being an indie in any way whatsoever. I feel like they made it like they're making an indie and then somehow it just made a lot of money. And he was like, I'm going to make this and I don't know how. You can tell that he didn't know what he was doing, especially yeah, with all those right. green screen mistakes and stuff. Like anyone that knows how to do CGI knows that that's like the most basic of it. I mean, I can do green screen. Anyone can do green screen. A YouTuber right now could shoot cleaner green screen than this entire movie. Everyone knows like (laughs) green screen has to be lit a certain way and they clearly didn't do it right because you can see green. (laughs) Even on the scenes where it's like them outside at the school, I can see like green screen shadows. And it's like, how? That's what I'm saying about Robert Rodriguez having every single credit. It's like, okay, that definitely works in some situations, for sure, like, probably to his benefit, the way he shoots. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I've just thought about this for years, basically, where it's just like, 
uh, I don't know, like, probably a lot of his movies could have looked better if someone mm-hmm. else shot it. I mean, I guess Steven Soderbergh does the same thing, where he shoots all of his own movies and edits them, but I kind of mm-hmm. feel the same way there, though, too, because, like, they've both been around, like, like they're still doing this stuff, like, 30 mm-hmm. years in, it's like, this movie cost $50 million, apparently, still, and it's like, because I don't think any DP or, like, VFX supervisor would, like, let this movie come out the way it did, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, but it had, like, a theatrical release, and, you know, it's, yeah. it still plays on TV now, so it has really good legs for what it was and what it probably cost in the beginning. Yeah, I definitely, I just, like, I didn't realize it cost $50 million. It definitely, like, looks like it costs less, but maybe there's a bunch CGI of, CGI like, is really expensive, especially budget. entirely yeah. CG environments in 2005 or whenever this was. This is a good transition because me and Connery can talk about going to school with Caden Boyd, and I can talk about yes. how this entire cast oh. is my youth group at church. Because he <laughs> went to my church, and he all of those kids went to my church minus Caden Boyd, who went to my school. He was just like, I mm-hmm. need children. And he just casted like our entire church. So whenever I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, there's everyone. There's everyone. So I can tell that it was had some homemade elements to it because he literally was just grabbing oh. kids off the street. Oh, yeah. How come you're not the ice princess, Epiphany? I was too young. It sucks. I was a ba- oh. I was like an actual four-year-old. Just a little too young. <laughs> they were all the cool older kids. How come you weren't shark mocap? <sighs> shark mocap. What a missed opportunity. It could have been you think... who hopped out of the water and on two fins and walked around. I know. I think they <laughs> held the casting for children. Like at my my church was at like a high school. We just used mm-hmm. like a high yeah. school gym. And I swear to God, they did the casting at like one Sunday during church. <laughs> That's fun. But yeah, we we both knew Caden Boyd in some capacity. I mm-hmm. knew vaguely of his existence and he knew of mine. That was the extent of how I knew Caden Boyd. I met his sister once who was in Sister of the Traveling Pants. I think she, Jenna was in my grade, but I only talked to her one time, but she was very nice and she laughed at my jokes. So she's all right in my book. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> they were all a bit older than me and they were just like the cool older kids in youth group. Because I finally got old enough to like join youth group right when most of them were getting going to like normal church. But I just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Sasha, who plays the Ice Princess, went to my church and so did Shark Boy, oh. or Taylor Wander. And then I, I don't know, Lava Girl is the only one I think, like, I never met or interacted with. All the extras were, like, kids in the mm-hmm. class, were, like, kids I saw around. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember you were saying on the New Moon episode that, I yeah, you went to that church, what, between Shark Boy and Lava Girl and... Or Twilight. Right bef- you went before, during, and then before Twilight, right? Yeah, because when I was young, he was Shark Boy. Like, that was like his big his claim to fame. I have an autograph. Was a god that he signed. Like, our church did a fundraiser, and they got all these like child actors and like Disney kids to come. And Whoa. I have his autograph, and it's on a picture of him as Shark Boy. It's like that was who. Like that was like his claim to fame. That we were all like obsessed with him back then too. Because Shark Boy, when you're also twelve, is like the hottest guy. You know. Yeah, so. his big pointed teeth and gills on his, his outfit with the he was, he's got the shark mouth on the on the chest piece. He was a bad boy, you know. He was a little dangerous. He had a broken past. All the things he can we sing. love. Yeah, he can sing. He can, he can do a backflip. He can fight. He's the comedic. Mm-hmm. Like he's a hundred percent set up to be like the hot guy for twelve year old girls. He yeah. could dream, 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 dream. dream. All of us just like, it's just little girls like staring at him my entire life. Could we have you on for Ridiculous Six if we ever do that? That might be fun. <laughs> no, That's yeah. the only Taylor Lautner film I can think of. Just so we can talk about our Taylor Lautner in. interactions. Oh, oh you, have, you have something better? It's Cheaper by the Dozen 2 he's also oh, in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
good. Good. That's an actual franchise we can do. I forgot about that. And Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups 2 also. Apparently he plays frat boy Andy. That's when he learned after Twilight, he was like, I'm not going to be an action star. I'm going to be funny. Another time I met Taylor Lautner, past our entire childhood at church where he does not remember me from, um, was I went to Adam Sandler every year he hosts a Christmas party. His production company, Happy Madison, does a Christmas party at bowling rally dash ice skating rink dash mini golf course, all of that. And we went to that one year and I met him again there. And he also didn't remember me. I was a child. <laughs> but I like, met him Do you remember there. me now? And I was like, hi, again, you don't have no idea who I am, but I've known you my entire life and I've definitely talked to you several times. And he says, yeah, everyone says that to me. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, every year he does it. It's all like his celebrity friends. And Vanilla Ice performed that year. Like, it's like just a concert of like his celebrity friends and anyone and everyone. David Spade like jumps on stage. Like, it's just all these famous people just like chilling. Dang, Piff. You get invited to this party? Look at you. I did not get invited. I went with someone that was invited. But we we wanted to go Still. like ice skate and do other stuff, but we had so much fun just standing backstage and like seeing what people were doing and like who was gonna walk in next. It'd be like Gene Simmons, and then it would be like David Spade, Jeez. and then it'd be like Adam Sandler, and then it'd be like the Eagles. It was just like random people. Ah. I was always younger and I was always too shy to talk to anyone. And I regret it now. I'll just, I'll bump into him again in LA and will once again not recognize me. <laughs> Maybe if we get famous enough, we can have Taylor Lautner on this show. And then we'll have you on at the oh, same no. time. We'll I'll say, you him. know her. Admit it. You know <laughs> It'll be her. A special. No, I, I would literally rather die. I'm so scared <laughs> that at some point I'll have enough recognition that somebody will go back and find all the times I've mentioned him and be like, hey, do you guys know each other? And he'll be like, no, I don't know her. She's faking. I'm really bummed out. You don't want to be part of the franchise, the confrontation edition. Oof. Literally rather die. I can't wait. Maybe he'll start telling some stories about you, Epiphany. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, so there was this weird girl that had me on her tote bag and her iPod Nano, and she would walk around our church and just look at me. <laughs> just look at me. <laughs> that sounds exactly like what I would do in, like, any time, basically. Like, even when I'm working on set now, I'm just like, I'm going to try to avoid the actress as much as possible because <laughs> I'm just going to try to grow no relationship with them because... <laughs> I don't know. I just just want to do my job. Yeah, it was just it's just weirdly intimidating sometimes, especially when it, uh, as a kid, I'm just like mm. the rare few famous people I'd see just being around LA or whatever. Mm, yeah, like I love it. It's already well, like all the cool older kids, but then it was like oh, this like cool guy from a movie that all my friends like at school, and then Twilight, mm. which was the biggest thing ever, and I was such a Twilight fan yeah. that it was just like. Just seeing him in person was like not something I could handle at that point in my life. Now with celebrities, I don't want to meet anyone I like unless it's in like a business setting. It's the worst to like have to meet someone you really like when it's like a fan meet or something and everyone's Mm -hmm. being crazy and you can't not be crazy too. It's funny that he's like the biggest name to come from this movie, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Taylor Dooley hasn't done much either. So it's like kind of cool that she's in in the new one. Um, but for some reason, Taylor Lautner's not, but he's also like, kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say retired, but like, he hasn't done much. uh, He's like, kind of too big for it. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, he also hasn't been in anything in like four years, I guess. I don't know what he's up to. Last thing I saw, he was on like a Netflix show for a while. Oh, he's around, I'm sure. He's, he's kicking it and breaking in the dough and just having a nice relaxed life, which I'm pretty sure is what he wants. Everyone's Mm -hmm. watching Twilight in quarantine, such as ourselves, and he's just breaking in those residuals. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Exactly what happened. We paid Taylor Lautner like three cents watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Little fun note. Apparently, the total nonstop action professor wrestler, Dean Roll, trademarked the name Shark Boy in 1999 and then sued Miramax for it. <laughs> and they settled out of court for $200,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. if I was that guy, like, hell yeah, they're making a movie called Shark Boy. I'm going to get money out of this. Sue <laughs> yeah, the pants off him. Yeah, I wonder if that's how, why they had to do like the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Mm. I like it when the when like the word 3D is in the movie, mm-hmm. which is like any kind of very long name. <laughs> um, but, but again, yeah, I wish I did watch this in 3D. As a child, I definitely went to the theater, yeah. got the glasses, sat and watched in 3D. This time around, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone owns a DVD player, <laughs> much less 3D glasses. Can you watch this on like a 3DS or anything? You can watch it a on 3DS. a 3DS. <laughs> Your video now. Do you remember if it was more fun, aside from being a kid, but like if the 3D was actually good? Because oh it's, it's pretty fun in this, fun. watching it. I was never yeah. big on like the whole real D kind of thing that just sort of, sort of adds depth. But like the full on yeah. like early 2003D was so fun because they'd shoot the movie for it. Like those brains falling would come out of the screen and like the bubbles you could mm. reach and like grab, try to grab them with your hands. That was like full yep. fun, like kids movie 3D. And I feel like they don't do it anymore so much. No, they don't. It's just like yeah. it kind of comes out of the screen now and you're like, oh, I can't like yeah. grab it. Or like, I have very vivid memories of doing that in 3D kids movies, especially in Sharkboy and Love Girl. I think I remember going like, boop to like the singing bubble creatures yeah. that shark boy can't stand yeah i wonder if with the new avatar they'll try to like make that a thing again i hope so that'd be nice it'd be a nice little uh reminiscent thing and maybe the technology is better and it'll yeah. look even more real maybe we'll watch it yeah. in vr and we'll all get like our oculus headsets and jump in Ooh. <laughs> jump in we'll jack into the avatar matrix yeah and that's finally the... all become one that's the big debate <laughs> i mean we have all thought 3d was the future it's clearly not so like everyone's talking mm-hmm. about will vr ever be like consumable as like a movie That'll be so. jack in with your navi braid <laughs> <laughs> there's a not to like drastically pivot but there's a moment in a uh, ready player one and I just saw it, I think, a few, like a month ago. And that's why I'm even thinking about this now. While we're talking about jacking into the VR and movies. When he they go into The Shining and I was like, oh, I just live in movies. Like, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't play this just game. Forever. I just live inside of movies. I watched The Shining after that movie because of that. Oh, yeah? I had not seen it. And I really <laughs> liked Ready Player One. And I was like, I need to understand mm-hmm. what they're talking about. Well, that's cool. Not as exciting like as Ready Player. I loved it. It's a way calmer movie than Ready Player One made it seem. <laughs> There's no giant old lady that chases you. Yeah. Did you watch Doctor Sleep also? No. You should. It's good. I've heard that too. I like Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you do watch the director's cut mm. on on HBO Max because it's yeah. like fleshed out pretty pretty well. Mm, I need someone to watch that with me. The Shining I watched alone in yeah. my apartment at like noon. <laughs> <laughs> like I need someone else to watch like a scary movie with me. That's yeah, a good that's idea. fair. Mm-hmm. The world of whatever place drool? is called. Planet Maybe drool? one of you know. <laughs> no, not just Planet Drool, but like George Lopez's like roller coaster land. Is that called uh, something else? Or is that just Planet Drool? It's like nonstop fun land or something like that. Something, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines. The whole area and like when they're fighting all the plugs, all that stuff definitely reminded me of like the the weird world in Space Jam where the aliens come from. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This movie definitely pulled a lot from like other like classic 
animated children stuff. Well, yeah, and the inverse of that reminded me of like I, at least when they go to like Cookie Land or whatever, reminds me of Wreck It Ralph. But that's that was yeah came after obviously. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is first, but also okay, we have to talk about some of the deeper parts of this movie because watching it back, those yeah, are what right. I noticed more, like his parents fighting, but then his parents like in love mm-hmm. when they're the giants, and like the whole thing about like crushing dreams and. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's a little bit of like deepness. There's some lessons here. There's some, yeah, some movie in this movie. Yeah, it was a little more like heartfelt than I expected. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's like a lot of it. Just there's some points where it's just like it's just going, or like not a whole lot's going on. But like I'm like, well, at least it has like a structure still. Yeah, and, like yeah. an arc of characters. There's a lot of movies nowadays that look obviously way better than this, but this movie has more to say. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's uh, the test of time. I think. Partially because it's just a ridiculous movie and people love going back and watching it and because there's a story to it and you like care about them and as much as they're jumping around these random worlds and a lot of the parts like don't make sense together. The overall storyline of like that's a kid and he has dreams and like kids like have these crazy imaginations when they're younger and you can't crush that and all of that. I think they couldn't decide what to do with the dad's character because at one point he he's like a failed writer or failing mm-hmm. and and the wife's like, you need to get a job to help support this family. Like, please, you, have, you can just you have to do this. And he's like, no, it is a real job. And so he's supposed to be like the one that's on Max's side. And it's like, no, follow your dreams no matter what. It doesn't matter. But then when he talks about fixing a Tobo, what, what, what's the robot's name? Tobor. Tobor. Which I looked up on IMDb and it's like, fun fact. Tobor is robot backwards. And I'm like, oh, oh. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. He talks about, hey, let's fix Tobor. Max says, you told me it would never work and that it was stupid. And he was like, I told you that? And I'm like, that seems very out of character for him to say that to his kid. He's supposed to be the whimsical one. He (laughs) believes that he lets him believe Sharkboy and Lava Girl are real. Well, they are. As we've been. Well, they are, but he doesn't know that yet. (laughs) And George Lopez meets himself later on as the villain in his student's mind. (laughs) And then he disappears. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. But. He has a nosebleed and like fades out of existence. He, ex- he explodes frozen oh, yeah, he and he explodes. <laughs> That's, can we talk about the like hurricane happening that they don't notice until it yes. hits the school? Yeah. There's just like a tornado in Texas and they're just like, There's he's so just much, yelling yeah, at yeah. his students until the tornado hits the actual school. <laughs> I mean, it was a more believable scenario than Superman letting his dad get killed in Man of Steel. <laughs> His dad just shake his head like, no, let me die. <laughs> <laughs> just let me. I don't want to deal with you anymore, son. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Hide your secret. Um, to both of those points of the school and his dad, played by David Arquette, mm-hmm. from the great Eight-Legged Freaks film, uh, he, yeah, he's like a writer and they need money, but they move to a massive house like right next to yeah. the school that is such like, a movie like bullshit yeah. where they're in like this nice like beautiful like they'll be in, like an apartment in new york but they're like none mm. of them have jobs and it's like a giant full floor like loft <laughs> exactly beautiful home but they're like we're running out of money christian what are we going to do you need to stop making ceramic bowls and find real work <laughs> that honestly like oh no, it's that art the sequel it's I want. Hard. I want to see Max older. I want to see him in college or something. I want Sharkboy Lava Girl to like come back and like we need you again. People have stopped believing. Uh, like that is what uh, I want. I don't want their kids. 
No, yeah, you need you need Max to like awaken to full godhood. I yeah. think you know what? I think there was some kind of grand convergence that happened in this moment with George Lopez seeing himself, Sharkboy and Love Girl coming into the real world. I think Max's imagination has invaded Earth and it will probably be the world's undoing in the end, I feel like. <laughs> but <laughs> Can we talk about how anime that last fight is with um Minus? Where they just yeah. like <laughs> They go, they literally go God mode. Like Lava Girl like goes in the volcano and she's like, I am now all seeing. And like Max realizes his power and they like mm -hmm. have a full on anime battle. I think the most anime thing about that is them like launching further up into the sky yeah. on those like rock pillars. I'm like, yes. I'm watching Naruto oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Fully. Some of them reminded me of like Speed Racer or something. Like, yeah. Oh my movie. God, Speed Racer. I just saw some clips of that the other day and I totally forgot how good that movie is. <laughs> yeah, that movie rules. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect like stylized CGI is exactly what it is. The amount of work that went in both that movie and this movie is insane. When you think about that, they had to build the whole world just from the ground up. <laughs> yeah, there's like two sets in this movie and then the rest is just all green screen. Yes. Those uh, sets are I even also wrote, on green screen. So horrible. I don't like it at all. I think his house is the only non-green screen thing. Wow. The school, maybe, I guess. Outside of that school is definitely green screen. <laughs> oh my god, no. You can see it on the shadows on their face. Every single person has green <laughs> reflections and like fuzzy outlines around their hair. Do you think it's supposed to be like they're trying to maybe make a statement where it's like, hey, it's a dream world, so we're going to film it entirely on green screen and CGI, so nothing's real. Mm. Everything's a dream. It's a good way to get out of I mean, criticism. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> do that in uh, Speed Racer, too. But they shot this movie digitally, too, which like no movies really did that yet, except for, I mean, no no movies of like big budgets did that besides like Attack of Star Wars and then like, the biggest Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Yeah. So that's another reason why everything looks soft because a lot of the edges of everyone's like not super well defined and then it's like a green screen mess. But mm. it still like was watchable. <laughs> I could see everybody. I mean, the fact that it holds up today says how like well they did the whole like stylization of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like overall a gross aesthetic, but it all fits together. You know? <laughs> Speaking of a gross, gross aesthetic. aesthetic. <laughs> Put yeah. that on Speaking the poster. Gro a gross aesthetic. <laughs> I want to say, speaking of the grossest aesthetic I found in this movie was when Lava Girl turns into a blob and it's just her head floating oh, on a gross blob. I forgot about that part. Yeah, remember she like break when she when they break into the classroom, she like turns her head like all the way around to look uh -huh. at the teacher and the way he just like hands his student over to these strangers. Yeah, he's like, yeah, take him. You're you're freaking me out. You, you better Max go with is them. despised. Max is hated by his mother, his father, his classmates his teacher take him i totally forgot about her melting <laughs> it's so gross i was like i hate this this is nasty i really like it when she's frozen <laughs> yeah oh, oh yeah. they ride her okay the animation on that part is really good though like the guards like slide her into the throne room i watched that again mm -hmm. and i was like that was clean yeah it was pretty good and then they're just like pushing her out and riding on her because she's just like a frozen <laughs> sled apparently and i like that she's conscious because she goes rrr, 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 rrr. like she was fully awake for that whole experience i was gonna say like she's made of lava okay that's another small fallacy she's made of lava and sometimes when you touch the book it completely disappears but then when someone hands her an ice cube it doesn't melt and she can bite into it but then sometimes yeah. her like footprints burn like the grass in his house 
And other times, mm-hmm. like when she falls on a cake and it's covered in frosting, that doesn't burn. <laughs> he doesn't just melt through the cake. <laughs> I'm going to say again, this is Max's fault. That's why he didn't fully flush her out. He has no idea what her powers are or what, where she came from. That's a great excuse. That's a great yeah. excuse. Yeah, honestly. Half wrote her. Oscar-worthy script because it's all in Max's head. It has no responsibility for Robert Rodriguez to do anything. He's like, I don't know. A kid came up with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's genius. It's like, well, this is the best story a kid's ever come up with, I guess. I mean, somebody also explained, like, oh, the plot can be explained. Like, the reason the plot is so disjointed is it's supposed to feel like a dream. So you can get out of yeah. literally any story fallacy. Max keeps entering a deeper and deeper layers of dream. It's just Inception. And Tobor is his totem. (laughs) totem. That freaky face. I didn't like Tobor either. You don't like them flying on his eyeballs? (laughs) That was demented. (laughs) The fact that he's like this all-knowing just like set of eyes and a mouth that just like floats around just seems to appear whenever it wants there are great clues about her being light i realized watching this again like mm-hmm. when he first talks about meeting lava girl when he's reading to his class he's like i saw a light and then tobor is like yeah. you're actually really bright like they gave us so many little foreshadowing clues that i didn't notice mm-hmm. the first time i watched yeah also her being light i don't know if that makes sense well i guess the sun's light and the sun's lava she's also the same sense. color scheme of his lava lamp Ah. Okay, he also says she has purple hair, and we all know her hair is pink. It is, like, fuchsia pink, yeah. (laughs) When they set off all those little, like, I don't know what they're called, like, fire squibs when she walks down the aisle of um, his class. (laughs) They're, like, randomly placed on the edges of desks. I kind of like the idea of the fire just, like, spreading and just consuming the whole classroom. They're like, no! (laughs) See, that makes me think... They're just all chilling, watching a giant tornado right outside their... (laughs) Yeah. Like, huh, look at that. Not the weirdest thing we've seen today. No. I mean, it's not. I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to battle our teacher later. <laughs> yeah. to fight opposite George Lopez. Mr. Electricity Dad. Oh, I started calling him Round Lopez as <laughs> the story progressed in my notes. That's fair. Uh, what's... <laughs> what, do, do, uh, do either of you have a favorite pun from this movie? Are there any that either of you wrote down? Uh, uh, I like the train of thought, and when like Tobor is like you, it's, you lose it sometimes. You have to focus, otherwise it goes like astray. And then Max mm-hmm. is like, "What happens when your train of thought wrecks?" And they all just <laughs> shrug. Just goes, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "You can never think that thought ever again. It's gone. You forget <laughs> yeah, about it." I hope happens. it wasn't something important. <laughs> this was the uh, philosophy lesson that I wanted Soul to be, basically. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Soul need to be Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I like yeah. the the brain freeze part too. That was cool. Yes, that's good. The brain, brain, brain fart, fart part. Brainstorm, brain freeze, brain fart. I only wish that there was like a big fart in it. That's that's the only thing. I, isn't there a big fart where his, when his head yeah. deflates, he goes like, Pfft. yeah, his head gets all big. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. It doesn't deflate though. He just falls over. Yeah, oh. he like flips over. Uh, we cut away. They should have done a funny balloon fart thing with his head. Like it shot off his yeah. body and then like landed back on it. Did have either of you? Oh, what's this book series called? I read the first one when I was a kid. I don't know. It's like Attack of the Killer Butts or something like that. But it's like <laughs> a planet of a, a planet of butts like, comes like in. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I shouldn't have Googled Attack of the Killer Butts. Um, <laughs> yeah, what'd you find? Some good stuff? Not what I was looking for. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure... I'll have to come back to it. I'll come back to it in like three episodes. But it was like a whole tri- like a trilogy of books. And I read like the first two. And uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm talking about it. I guess the brain fart thing. I just wanted a little bit more fart humor, I guess. Wait, what were you guys' favorite puns? Oh, right. Connery, what's your favorite pun? Mine was when Max takes a long pause after the guy says like brain... He says, after brain freeze and then brainstorm, he goes, it's, I think it is the brain fart where he goes, brain farts. And then it gets really big. And I actually got a kick out of that for some reason. Max is like the Green Lantern. He is. If he has the willpower, he can make it. Mr. Electric definitely has some good puns, too. It's like, this is going to hurt, yeah. like, hurts. And then he describes it to the class. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, what's He's me, up? Right? He says, you guys no, are paying attention in class. Mine. And then he gets murdered. <laughs> he gets murdered. <laughs> I was going to say my favorite one is just the simple what's up. I'm like, yeah, it's short and sweet. That's what's all I up? need. <laughs> Every movie could use more puns. I'm trying to remember yeah. Shark Boys. I feel like he had so many good puns, and I can't remember any of them in this moment. Uh, the only thing I remember saying is my heightened instincts, my heightened hearing, yeah. my heightened jumping. <laughs> yeah. He's a, it's a great character. Like, watching this again, he has just such good, like, little comedic moments, and I feel like he's covering so many bases because both of them are kind of like bland main characters. He's carrying yeah. the comedy of that group on his back. It's why his name is first on the billing. Oh, you're right. And then he has like just the only musical sequence in the whole movie. There should have been more songs, to be totally honest. This would have been a great movie musical. Yeah, he does really carry like a lot of it. And like he was actually a better actor than I expected for this. Like I just assumed the worst, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's a kid's movie. I'm like, I know I've seen like Spy Kids, like the first couple. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I remember them being pretty good. But it's been a long time since I've seen them, like kid actors in it. So mm-hmm. I just didn't expect much because, I mean, to my to that point, like Linus is pretty, pretty uh, caustic in this movie, I guess. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. He's just super annoying most of the time. Yeah. I wrote down on my notes that if him and Max were together, they could, pro- as like adults, they could probably make a great comic book at the rate they're going with Max making characters he's deeply in love with and then Linus setting up really good conflicts for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Because I think Max is too afraid to kill his darlings. <laughs> such a super villain. Like, he breathes like locusts at that one part. And I was like, God oh, yeah. damn. Like, what <laughs> has this butterflies. kid been through? And then they turn the chair around. It's like the big reveal that, like, he's the bad guy. When I mm-hmm. went back, I, like, noticed, like, when Max first leaves the Sharkman Lava Girl, like, they do that shot of him. The music gets all dark when he's in the class. Mm-hmm. And, like, he realizes that, like, it's all real and he can have dream powers, too. Yeah. They really set up his, like, villain origin story in this. (laughs) I feel like Chronicle also took from the Adventures of Sharkboy. Chronicle? I mean, probably. Minus becomes an apex predator by the end. Oh, my (laughs) God. Is that in Chronicle? Chronicle, they film it through, like, all the phones, right? Yes. Through, like, cameras on screen. Okay, yeah. Edward does say I'm an apex predator, but so does the bad guy in Chronicle. He's like, I've become the apex predator. He's, He's, like, crushing the car with his mind. So does Kristen Wiig in Wonder Woman 2. Oh, man, she yeah, that's a true. Cheetah, yes. Which is not an apex predator in its habitat, no. but we'll let that go. <laughs> which is, yeah, I often see, I, I see on like Discovery Channel, cheetahs just failing every single time they go out to hunt. It's like all they show. I'm like, how do cheetahs live? What is, uh, what's the apex predator in Planet Drool? Is it the plug hound? Probably. It was probably my favorite monster. Yeah, those were. Hounds. 
Those That's a fun hitters. too. I like it. I like when they try to start up the motorcycle and it doesn't work and it shoots out fudge and they say fudge. But... <laughs> I forgot to imagine fuel. It's very easy to please me, it seems. I was gonna say, like, the usage of their powers. Like, her lava just, like, she just, like, shoots out, like, the goop that Connery's such a big fan of. And then it, like, never really melts yeah. anything, but it'll, like, hit Mr. Electric and it'll be like, ow, ow, and just make facial expressions. But they don't animate, like, any of the damage. Yeah, it's just, like, goop sliding off of his screen, which I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really understand her deal. Even when she's fully powered up, it's not burning anything. No, because she can yeah. control just goop. it now. Because she is light. Right. She's Goo Girl. I found Shark Boy and Lava Girl's glasses uh, oh, on eBay. How much? Are they as sick as I remember? One... Yeah, one <laughs> pair of boy glasses and one pair of girl glasses. Girl glasses. glasses. Mm. Uh, $6.75 plus $4 shipping. So, you know, uh, th- th- these will probably end up in your mail, Connor. Does it come with the DVD? <laughs> oh, good. The question is do you get the 3D DVD with them? Mm, yeah, if you put good. these glasses on and look outside, everything's in 3D. It's really cool. <laughs> Tyler, we need to start our like friend, our friend of Chai's like Hall of Trophies, a la the Batcave or something, because we yeah, talk our, about our, that. Uh, <laughs> the the official franchise Smaug's Cave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every movie you watch, you have to find one like memorabilia for. Is there any uh, Christmas Prince merch? Oh, I. A hundred percent there is. I would wager anything that there is. I just the other day found my New Moon record. And I brought it back to my apartment. We listened to both records from the New Moon record set. And honestly, Bangers bangers only. It's the whatever original album. The first movie was even better because it's like Paramore and Mm, like Supermassive Black Hole. But great music, honestly. Oh, yeah. Just all the songs for like written for Twilight are just are very good. It's like one of the best, (laughs) honestly, like it's one of the best franchise soundtracks. Yeah, it's so many like kind of indie artists. Can't put that in Harry Potter. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, besides the dream song, we didn't get much of a soundtrack for this movie. Now that I think about it, or at least not that I remember. Yeah, Connie, sing the whole thing. Sing the whole thing, Connie. You want me to sing the whole dream song, Tyler? Because I don't know it. <laughs> the Epiphany. Do you know it? <laughs> the dream song? No. Yeah. All I remember is dream, 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 dream. Shut your <laughs> mouth or I'll put you heard. out. <laughs> I just remember his threats. Those one of the parts I remember. <laughs> yeah. It's very aggressive, Shark yeah, Kid. It's an angry, angry song. You're giving him nightmares. Stop it. Max is so finicky when he sleeps. Like, this is like the most difficult child to get to go to sleep. (laughs) Dude, Lava Girl fell asleep on that bridge in like three (laughs) seconds flat. And slept walked at will. Yeah. (laughs) He just looks like, have you tried sleepwalking? She's like, oh yeah, Yeah, I'll try that. Let me fall asleep right now and make sure that I walk. Sharkboy feels the milk river and it's like, it's warm. He'll fall asleep. He'll be out in no time. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> he just like dunk his head in the warm milk river. <laughs> yeah. Like, One of my favorite moments in this movie was like when they were on the bridge and she falls asleep and they're like, don't, don't yell. She'll wake up or whatever. And then Sharkboy yells instead. And then she wakes up like yeah. really angry and both of them just like scream and run. <laughs> that was such a great reaction by both of them. Taylor Water's like, whoa, whoa. And they just both book it. there's that part inside the frozen castle where they have like a weird sort of child wedding which i thought was rather yeah creepy yeah very strange (laughs) i didn't know how i'm like is that what happened but they're not like super clear about it i'm like oh all right i don't know let's just keep going i was was like i'm not 
happy about what's happening right now. <laughs> Is there a favorite 3D effect? Connor, yours was the goop. I'm get I take it. It's it was the goop. It was the goop that stuck up and more scarred me than a favorite. But I'll go. I'll take goop for five hundred. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I like the bubbles when he blows the bubble. I specifically remember that effect happening yeah. in the theater and me like reaching out to like touch the bubbles. Mm. Um, I guess I like it when he eats lava rocks because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no! You know what? No, I mean that part's good. But when it just I just really like it when Taylor Lautner's pointing over like a hill. And his arm is just so distended from his body to make it as 3D as possible. <laughs> it's just super unnatural looking for him to point like that. I love like when people eat stuff in movies and it just looks like her biting that ice just like looks so good. And I know it's just ice, yeah. but like something about like the sound effects movies add just make and they're eating the chocolate in the cookie. The movie makes me hungry every time. The cookie parents are kind of scary. They are, but they're also his versions of his parents in love. Speaking of his parents, there's a part where the mom almost gets eaten by a hurricane or the big tornado, and she's saved by Lava Girl. And then there's another part, like, <laughs> seconds afterwards, the dad is also sucked into a tornado. <laughs> it's just like, why does this need to happen? It doesn't need to happen twice. They just see uh, Pa Kent in there flying around. <laughs> I, I believe he's like stationary in the middle of the tornado. He's fine, yeah. just like looking up at the eye of it and just like, take me, please. Why won't you take me? If you see Clark, don't tell him I'm alive. <laughs> if you see my son. The new show has Shark and Lava Boy's like kid, but like, what happened to Max? Um, He ascended to godhood. He's normal now. He doesn't have like an all seeing, like omnipotent kid that can like create worlds. Well, yeah, for, he's there for, like, Omega-level threats. He's not going to stick his nose out where they're fighting some everyday supervillain. He's OP main character, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's One Punch Man. He, he's going to show up when he needs to show up. <laughs> just casually beat everyone? Yeah. He'll just, like, wave it. He's Dr. Manhattan. He waves his hand and people fade from existence. Max is bored of this world. He lives on Mars now. <laughs> exactly. I tire of these humans. <laughs> <laughs> I will go to my own mind palace. <laughs> just crystal um, Mars land that's what drool is yeah i wonder how the planet changed somebody made the joke like i was watching like different youtube videos of just like clips of this and someone was joking about like mm -hmm. oh good thing he wasn't like a little older when this dream world came about so i wonder like how his dream world ages with him oh i don't want to know what like teen max is dreaming about <laughs> 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 lava girl is that you Ew, no. She's hot? Shark Boy, is that you too? <laughs> is that you too? You would have to watch Spike Kids 3D if you haven't seen it. You have to buy the get buy the DVD with the 3D glasses, and that's how you have to watch it the proper way. Because that movie and this movie are very similar in like style. I I've seen Spike Kids 3D uh, Epiphany. I, I watched it in 3D in theaters, in fact. Oh yeah, okay. Tyler, you have to watch it. I'm looking at 3D TVs right now. Um, 3D only. Samsung 85 inch QLED 8K. Okay. Perfect. $10,000. Should I do that <laughs> to watch it. the DVD of Shark Boy and Lava Girl? You don't need a yeah. 3D TV. You just need the DVD and the glasses. That's a good point. Oh, you don't even need the, the DVD whole thing. has like the red and blue on it. So, like, as long as you have the glasses, it'll look 3D, even without like a 3D TV. Mm. So, we'll nice. order the Shark Boy and Lava Girl glasses and we'll watch Spike Kids 3D with those glasses. Yeah, there you go. I bet you they still sell like Spike It's 3D with the glasses. Yeah, that that makes sense. I can't remember if 
this movie had when we like McDonald's toy that went with it or I don't remember if it was like big oh, enough man, for really? that, but I think Spy Kids had like McDonald's toys and stuff. I don't remember if this one got Spy Kids. that treatment. Spy Kids definitely did. Yeah. They're shark boy costumes. You know? That's good. It's an adult shark boy wig. <laughs> I just spiked hair. Why do you need a wig? Spike your hair. <laughs> Some of us can't, Tiffany. That's a good point. Did you feel that your childhood like returned to you watching this movie? I had, I feel like, more of a crisis where my childhood seemed farther away than it ever had before watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there are parts I liked. I was, I was like, this is cute. I mean, I don't remember loving it in, when I saw it when I was a kid. I just remember being like, that was a movie. It was, it was fine. I loved it as a kid. Well, good for you. I think I would have liked it a lot, too. And I'm bummed that I thought I was too good for it. I'm seeing uh, evidence of some McDonald's toys, actually. Uh, yeah, there's a Shark Boy toy, but it just looks nothing like him. It looks like like a grown man in a Shark Boy outfit. <laughs> do you do you like launch him out of something? Uh, I don't think so. That'd be good though. And then there's like a all journal. the boy McDonald's toys were like little catapults, and all the girl toys were just yeah. dolls. I have a little wind up Watto that I think is from like Burger King or something. I remember the Venusaur when the Pokemon the first movie came out, and he launched out of one of those pod things. <laughs> a Beyblade? He was, oh my god, Beyblade! He wasn't really a—he <laughs> wasn't really a Beyblade, but like you just pull it back, and he'd like go charging. <laughs> yeah, I think the last thing I just—I do want to bring up about this movie that's like semi-serious uh-huh. <laughs> is um around this time, Lady in the Water came out, and Night Shyamalan's Lady in the Water. Mm. Oh. It's another movie that's uh, based on kids' dreams of a director. Oh. Like, it's yeah. literally the same thing where it's like his kids would like tell him their dreams or stories and stuff. And then he wrote like a whole thing around it to like make a story for his kids. Lady in the Water that's is nice. like, scary, right? I haven't seen it. It's not really scary. It's just that it's really terrible. <laughs> Oh. I, th- I thought it was good. See, I, I still staunchly believe that I when I saw Uh-oh. it, I thought it was good. Ooh, we've added a new one. We've added a new one. Van Helsing. Is it good? <laughs> is it good? I like Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah right? I think most people oh, do. wait. Yeah. So what I'm yeah. thinking of, is that the Hugh Jackman one? Yeah. Yes. That came on TV the other day, and that shot me back. Mm-hmm. That gave me <laughs> nightmares as a kid. I used to picture those, like, naked it's... vampire ladies, like, in the corner, like, roof <laughs> of my room, like, looking at me with, like, <laughs> lightning flashing. That movie, I saw oh, that movie God. way too young. <laughs> obviously jeez tyler's just hell-bent on like crushing my like childhood ideals of what i thought was cool at the time you don't see me <laughs> smashing phantom menace or clone wars <laughs> oh. uh that's because those are good <laughs> <laughs> um okay new Va- is van helsing good i guess we've come to the decision that it is good I uh it. even though yeah <laughs> It came on the other day. My sister asked me if it was a joke. So I don't know is what that says joke? about it. And I said, no, I think it was it just best. early 2000s. Yeah, it works best in chunks, like on TV, I think. That's the way mm. to, to go about Van Helsing, I think. Mm. I liked anything oh, yeah. that was but, like monsters and Dracula. Because yeah. there's that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So it's kind of a similar thing <laughs> yes. where it's like all the what they, fairy tale kind of characters. I love that. Yeah. See, As I a, also like that movie a lot. <laughs> That was a fun We have one. our trifecta of, are they good? Um, Lincoln Sorry Gentleman is undoubtedly good. I'll defend that more mm-hmm. than I'll defend Van Helsing. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fair. I would defend that more. It's um, like Jacqueline Hyde turns into like the whole. You love Captain Nemo, Tyler. I do love Captain Nemo. Not so big on uh, 
Tom Sawyer showing up. <laughs> right. <laughs> is wait, is that in League of Strangers Normal? Yeah. Yeah. You and, don't like uh, you don't like Dorian Gray. I remember or, Dorian Gray for sure. <sighs> Mr. Hyde looks really gross. Too. Yeah. Mr. Hyde, Hyde looks rad. He's like a big like, cool Hulk. Hulk. He's yeah. cool, but he's just gross. The invisible, but I guess this is I like a lot of gross person, things right? anyway, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another movie I haven't oh, well. seen in a while. Gotta go back and just, Same. this is gonna make me wanna watch all my childhood nostalgia movies again. Which that's a weird movie <laughs> to have as like a, my childhood nostalgia, but it's definitely in there. I remember watching that in sixth grade. Maybe it was fifth grade during like a sleepover at like my friend's house. And th- we all watched it. And we're always like, I was just stuck to the screen, but they're like, let's goof off. Let's do something. I'm like, no, I'm no, watching we're this. Watching this is, this this. is amazing. <laughs> there was a big trend of like that dark fantasy retelling kind of stuff in mid 2010s mm-hmm. that everyone did. And then it turned into like the YA fun. dystopian trend. Yeah. Remember when they did the Brothers Grimm movie? <laughs> yeah. No, what? Yeah, they had the scary gingerbread man in it. And <gasps> there's very spider horse. Oh, I'm gonna find that. Yeah, Piff, I think you'll it's in definitely the same vein as Van Helsing and League of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen. When did that got come Matt out? Damon in it? Yeah, Matt Damon's in it. And uh, I think what's his name? Um the, the Joker. Yeah. What? When did this yeah. come out? I don't know, like two thousand eight maybe. Oh my god, I have to find this. How did I miss this? That's so something I would have loved. Yeah, totally. So, is Lady in the Water a good movie? You say yes, and I say The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl in 3D are my preferred version of Lady in the Water. Oh, gosh, 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 gosh. If you're going to make a movie about, like, inspired by your kids' stories, I think Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl in 3D uh, it is is much better. Works way I mean, yep. it's meant to be a kid's movie. Lady in the Water is supposed to be something else, but I don't think yeah. it works at all. Uh, so this movie basically reminds me of that and Zathura together. But oh my this god, is I forgot about Something Zathura. I like much more. Isn't Zathura just like, what's that other? Space Jumanji? Jumanji? Jumanji. Yeah, right? Isn't it just Jumanji <laughs> yeah. with like Kristen Stewart? In, yep. in space, obviously. And uh, PETA, PETA, I believe. Josh yeah, Hutchinson yeah. plays the child. Yep. All these movies we'll probably cover at some point. Uh, yeah just go down the line of 2000s children movies oh right that'll that'll be a fun time for us i like i feel like i haven't seen a modern kids movie because i'm not a child anymore but i'm interested to see how they've changed or if they've changed so i feel like kids stuff still is very like ice cream based and you know Mm -hmm. pure but i wonder how it's updated for gen z judging from minions i'd say it's all very brightly colored that's always that's always been a thing yeah. Gen Z loves trolls. Oh, they God. They love trolls. <laughs> um, oh, never mind. I'm they love, watch one. Uh, I don't know. Everything seems softer. I'll, I will say that. I feel like everything looks softer now in like, kids' shows. Can I have the last? I watched Teen Beach movie a couple years back. That's maybe one of the last, like, that's not kids' kids, but Disney mm. Channel original DCOMs, as we were saying. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about Fred the movie? That that came out when I was a kid. That's not new. That's old. I have Fred's autograph in the room next to me right now. Whoa. <laughs> he spelled my That's name great. wrong. <laughs> did he, he just write did he just like, write Fred on it? He was, he was the most number one most subscribed YouTuber at one point in my life. And he had he was the first mm-hmm. YouTuber to like be like a mainstream YouTuber. He had like two Nickelodeon movies. They were both horrible. Mm-hmm. Fred was like, people he forget. Three. He was like, oh, he three. three. God. He was mm-hmm. YouTube royalty back then. Yeah. And all he had to do was scream in a high-pitched voice. Hey, that's a franchise. Wow, humor was so simple back then. YouTube was so much easier. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you just had to like yeah. scream. Uh, look at us old fogies reminiscing uh, about the old days. Yes. <laughs> Back in my day, we had Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> just a trio of 20 somethings talking about the good old days. Yes. <laughs> but it's the 2000s. Uh, man, do you guys feel like we were forced to get older faster? Sometimes I do. Mm, but I also feel like, I feel like being older now is so much younger than it used to be because first of all we can't mm-hmm. buy houses because of the economy but then also yep. like just media and because we have all these shows and like these things that like keep us acting like teenagers for the most part <laughs> yeah right. yeah so i feel like That's it's like I, I know people in their 30s that like are streamers on twitch and like all the youtubers i used to follow are now kind of in their 30s too but they're still mm-hmm. young and cool so i feel like you can yeah. be older now and like younger media because we're the generation that kind of invented it so yeah I feel I mean, we're doing okay. We're fine. We're not old yet. I th- I we're old we're once great, we yeah. stop okay. getting the jokes. I'll have that emotional crisis soon Just enough. Just download TikTok and hold on to the references as long as you can. Hold on to the references. You must be in the know. You must have the slang. Okay. I'm gonna start a TikTok and do videos where I only sing the dream song by Shark Boy. You guys, I feel like that'll be a hit. You should have, totally have a podcast TikTok. I follow all kinds of podcasts on TikTok. They just post like clips. Oh. Well, thank you for the marketing advice. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> we only upload this podcast to Friendster, so. <laughs> Friendster. <laughs> and Napster. I only know about that because of the social network. All of those would be fake things to me if I hadn't seen social network. And LimeWire. Uh, <laughs> Lime does anybody have anything, any last uh, last things to say? I was going to say last, last regrets, but <laughs> I did not regret this movie at all. There were some no. slow parts, but I had a fun time. No, it's fine. It was it was it was a decent experience for me. I mean, it's cute and silly and dumb. Like what's stuck in my brain right now is when the sharks leap out of the water and they just stand on their two fins. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, when Shark Boy says, "I'm king of the ocean," I'm like, "And your shark friends are mo- greater monsters than you will ever be." Like this he's is Aquaman. <laughs> he's Aquaman. Yeah, I think I have my notes. His uh, his origin story is cooler than Aquaman. Oh, that's such a good like thing for someone on YouTube to cut together like those two trailers. Mm, yeah that'll be my tiktok mm. there you go <laughs> perfect you already see you've already got like an account idea oh man mm. my Brilliant. closing remarks i agree i think it's just a fun ridiculous movie and it stands the test of time because it's something you can laugh at and like kind of make fun of but still enjoy because it's just so itself and it's so over the top and all that and i think it mm. holds up because it's just such a universally like kids movie so I think, yeah, it's still Very fun. I, I do wish it looked a lot better. Uh, <laughs> not even so much the CG, but yeah, like you said, all the green screen lighting. Mm. Um, but it still has like a message and yeah. everything. That's more than mm. I expected. It was more fun than I expected. I like nice. weird stuff anyways, but I don't know, like Lava Girl at the end says like, dream a better dream than work to make it real. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. actual advice for children. Don't yeah, dream a selfish, selfish dream shouldn't come true. Dream an unselfish yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. Having that stuff kind of like made it feel like still relatable for an mm-hmm. adult i guess yeah mm-hmm. so, yeah um i guess that's our final remarks on the adventures of shark boy and lava girl in 3d even though we watched it in 2d <laughs> and uh long live mr electricity dad and all of his electric punts still insulting children openly to this day <laughs> when you're when you're climbing up a jungle gym make sure to not fall on your own nards and then <laughs> Over. Right. Hey, that was a right. great shot, though. Can I just say, rewatching yeah, that, the book like falls down into camera, like ten out of ten shot. <laughs> so yeah, 
Thanks so much for joining us again, Epiphany. Of course. It was a lot of fun. Were you the Twilight Scholar or the Lore Master? Or... Uh, she was the Twilight Scholar, I believe. Yeah, no, you're wait, the Twilight I... Scholar. Yes. I have. I just found the board game in my cupboard while we were cleaning out my house. All like the scene it style them. board game. Oh my god! I have the scene <laughs> one. I have the whatever original game, game. I found my like trivia card. I had a lot. I was oh a lot. Oh my god! So you're the Twilight Scholar, and you shall be the Lava Girl Lexicon. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lava Girl that's Lexicon. That's great. I gotta like. I gotta find that Halloween costume. That's gonna be next year for me, Lava Girl. <laughs> Yeah, That's I guess I'll have to be adult Shark Boy, or maybe I can just cosplay as uh, David Arquette in this movie as the dad, <laughs> and I'll put a fishbowl on my head and be uh, Mr. Electricity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has to be full of water though, so it like magnifies you. And I'll put a fisheye lens on me or some somehow. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, it can, it can be done. Well, yeah, Epiphany, do you have anything to plug before we leave? Nope. <laughs> same, I think same it's as last time. time. If you have a TikTok, follow me on TikTok, epiphany underscore Lynn, L-Y-N-N. Otherwise, no. This is so much fun, though. I co- I hope you watch Spike Aww. in 3D. That's my next um, request. I, I want <laughs> okay, we'll to know how you live that. I want you to just like connect to that part of your childhood that you missed. We're just going to do Robert Rodriguez for the next like six months. Because all <laughs> yeah. these movies are franchise we, movies. We promised the Naked Gun, and, and our train of thought is has crashed, and we are now <laughs> violently detouring. <laughs> But don't worry if if you're still concerned if you're still confused on the way we're describing the first uh, Naked Gun movie on, in this episode. We'll cover it next. We're not doing it, but we promise we'll do it next. We're not doing it. You have to sit through one more movie. It'll be fine. But yeah, I definitely recommend Shark Boy and Love Girl. Connery, what do you have to plug? If you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you might enjoy Starship Impala, hosted by me and four other amazing friends. Um, yeah, over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. I just had a sad little thought because Talia's over in Colorado now. So, Talia, if you're listening to this, hello. Hi, Talia. Hi. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at twained, T-W-A-Y-N-E-D. I'm posting pictures of shoots that I've done, I don't know, past few months or whatever, and not doing any shoots right now, but waiting for things to get better. Everybody, <laughs> be safe. <laughs> Everybody. And follow us at Franchise Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com if you have any recommendations, questions, comments, uh concerns. If you think Lady <laughs> in the Water's better than Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I don't know what other movie we were talking about. Van A Helsing, lot. Lead of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. Brothers Grimm. Is Van Spike Helsing is. good? Is Brothers Grimm Spike good? Is. is uh Extraordinary Gentleman good? You let us know. Until next time. Close your eyes, shut your mouth, dream a game, and get us out. Dream, 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 dream. Hit the hay, fast asleep. Dream a dream, you little bleep. Dream, 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 dream. Just relax, lay about, or my fist will put you out. Dream, 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 dream. Take your time, but beware, there is darkness in the air. Dream, 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 dream. Magic. <laughs> Don't despair. Step right up. Glass of water. Here's a cup. Woo! Flash. <laughs> if it was a 40 theater, they would have sprayed you with water at that part. Oh, I would have been so bugs. mad. Just it's my least knows. favorite experience. Is if they ever is. convert the Shrek theater at Universal to Shrek with Lava Girl. <laughs> that would Just, be good. That's my contribution. <laughs> and then during the brain fart part, like obviously you have to like, the parts home. Yeah.
a big fart smell and a fart sound effect. Got it. I always thought Smell-O-Vision would take off, but it's oh. it three. <laughs> I three is not doing well either. Turns out we just like less. Yeah. I'm going to stop recording. <laughs>